This time on Holy Ghost Notes. Yeah, I'm tired of playing whitewash. It's never been talked about in recorded fashion. We're just judgmental little pricks. No way, man. We're Christians. Thanks a lot, Tim. Hey, this is Tim and Matt, and you are listening to the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. What's going on, my friend? What's going on, dude? Why did it take us so long to figure out that we should be using Zoom to do this so we can actually see each other? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> this is nice. I'm well, back in the day, like when we started, it was Skype, right? And and yeah. Skype was just horrible, super laggy. Um, but now Zoom has upgraded all their uh, all their uh, their platform abilities, yeah. <laughs> which is great. Well, I didn't know that <laughs> I didn't know that Skype was laggy until. Um, I was teaching, I think we were talking about this. I was teaching a student last week, like one of my younger students. And he's mm-hmm. like, dude, why are you still using Skype? And I'm like, <laughs> Is there something else? When I started teaching, that was the only video platform you could use. And yeah. he's like, yeah, it's called Zoom. I'm like, oh, okay. How do you spell that? <laughs> so it is definitely superior. I, yeah. it's, it's, a, it, it's a really cool, it, it's just an easy to use you know, set up interface. I'm actually going to be doing an educational website here pretty soon where I'm going to allow the subscribers, um, the option if they want to, just to get on zoom, like once a week or once every other week. And we just sit here and have a a drummer conversation and it allows you from what I understand to have quite a few people on at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Uh, we're definitely going to have to, uh, shout that out and give some information on how to sign up for that once you're all set up. When is yeah. that going live? Do you it, know? It'll be pretty straightforward. It's just gonna be com, and then I'm gonna do I'm gonna keep it cheap, like ten bucks a month. Mm-hmm. I think it'll probably go live um May 15th. Nice. So by the time you're listening to this, it'll be another two or three weeks. Yeah. Uh, I have a video a friend coming in on May 1st and 2nd shooting video and Nice. Doing a couple songs. Basically, for years, I was like, what do I have to teach that someone else can't? Like, We talk about Mike's lessons all the time. We talk about mm-hmm. uh, Drumeo, and there's just all these awesome resources out there. And you see Mike's setup, you know? It's like yeah. he's got, like, the, the full-blown camera on the track rail that's moving, <laughs> you know? He's, like, got, he's pretty I can't, legit. He's, he's very legit. I mean, yeah. Adobe just hired him, so... Really? It's okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, what wild. do I have to do... Uh, in that arena and then a student from Canada actually recommended why don't you just teach uh, your songs Hmm. break down your songs do like 75% of the speed 88% of the speed and full speed really good camera angles really good audio like yeah that's what I should Hmm. do because that's the only thing I know how to do well (laughs) (laughs) and he kind of laughed he's like yeah, exactly. You should do that. <laughs> so that's, that, that's that's what it is. So if you like ABR and you want to learn how to play the drums to Composure, Whitewashed Empire, you know, I'm starting off with three new songs just because they're they're fresh and I like playing them. Um, nice. So I'm starting with Bones, Defender, and Paramount. Cool. But yeah, like each you know every other week I'll have a new video up and a breakdown and you can play along. There's a click track there. It's just gonna be really easy. No talking, by the way. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Zero talking. Like you're going to sit down at your kit. You'll be like, I want to get better at drums, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to watch somebody talk for like 20 minutes before I start 
to mm. get better at drums. And so you're yeah. going to click on the video. It's just going to be four clicks and you're going to start playing. That's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, really cool. Hopefully. Man. I mean, it's, it's something I've wanted to do for a while and, um, hopefully, hopefully people want to learn the songs, you know? Yeah I, yeah. I think it would be beneficial to you as a drummer if, if you, uh, if you're looking to get better because you and I both know the way we've gotten better a lot of times is just by trying to play stuff we can't play That's, and eventually yeah you're able to play it yeah well i might i might sign up because uh i can't play metal so <laughs> you're getting the free discount code my friend <laughs> all right <cool. laughs> well i get i get yeah. to pay 15 instead of 10 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's marked up for you yeah. hey web developer don't let this guy on for full for regular price you got to bump it up <laughs> his discount code actually makes it cost more yeah <laughs> 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 it's funny. So you've been busy uh, building out a studio and getting all your um, your your drums mic'd up, and you've been busy. You've been keeping busy during this uh, quarantine. I guess it's a good time to get all that yeah. built and banged out, right? Yeah, yeah. It's never been busier, it feels. I, I don't know if you're in that boat, too. I've talked to a couple people that are just like, man, I just have so much free time, and I don't know, I don't know what to do with my time, and... For me, it's it's exactly it's the opposite. <laughs> you, you flip it around. I, I and I, I enjoy being busy, so it's nice. Yeah. But everything's yeah. going virtual. Yeah, yeah. It's I think it's definitely been busier for me, but more productive at the same time. It's it's odd how when you can't really do anything, like you you can't get out to stores really unless you absolutely have to. Right. You can't see people, um, so there's no real social obligations. Um, you know, short of like Zoom, Zoom stuff, um, mm-hmm. like virtual games or whatever with your friends. You know, there's really no social obligation. And uh, my only problem is that I work too much. My wife and I both have that problem where if we're home and we can get stuff done, we probably will. And right. so we've just been busy because we won't stop ourselves from working. Right. Um, and I mean, she's working, she's teaching and she's in grad school. So she's doing the virtual learning thing. Uh, on both sides as a student and as a teacher, um, which is crazy. Um, and then yeah, we also have my three-year-old home most of the time. <laughs> so There you go. Um, <laughs> so that's, you know, that's it in itself right there. It's, it's just busier because of that. But, um, but it's been an interesting time and something that I'll never forget and probably something that we'll never experience again. So part of me, as much as I want it to be over, I'm also like, you know, at what point in life am I going to wish that we were quarantined again? You know, like, mm-hmm. remember that quarantine? That was awesome. You know, <laughs> I just wonder if, you know, the grass is always greener. Uh, we you were know, stuck inside we... and couldn't do anything. I don't know. I think you're going to have a lot of people who are just like, get me out of my house right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, I there think... are certain days I'm like super, I'm just going stir crazy and I need to go and do something, see somebody or yeah. at least get outside and get some fresh air. The rainy days are definitely the hardest. For oh, me. yeah, they're tough. They're tough. Yeah. I, I've been saying this. I think everybody should be writing down at least something once or a couple times a week about this because if you've ever been with your grandma or your aunt and and you've talked to them for long enough, they've probably been like, hey, I think I wrote about that somewhere, and they'll bring out a little hmm. notebook and they'll show you what they wrote, and this is the kind of thing you write about. And if you don't, Absolutely. you miss all the details. Even in the, the middle of it, it feels like, dude, we can never forget this. Like, we'll yeah. never forget this, right? But you and I both know you fast forward a couple years, and 
what happened? I forget what month that was. You know, what did we do? How long was yeah. it? So yeah. it is a good idea just to have a pen and a little journal on your, your nightstand and just write a couple, you know, pages down a couple times a week. And yeah, that way you have something to look back on. It is certainly bringing out the crazies and it is certainly bringing out the, your personality type. Um, mm. If you're an introvert, this is like heaven and paradise all in the same time. And if you're an extrovert and you live alone or you're secluded from other people, this is a nightmare because Zoom just doesn't cut it. Yeah, right. Yep. That's true. That's, that's, uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. And I, I didn't even put that together until just now that like, this is definitely the type of uh, scenario that will be written in the history books and that, you know, some famous, some person who's not yet famous but will be famous will be famous for writing a book about the quarantines. <laughs> you know, it's like, this is absolutely 100% something that would uh, be a best-selling book, you know, 20, <laughs> 50, 100 years down the road from now, you know. Stop doing this podcast right now and start writing your book. <laughs> yeah, write a diary, hide it, hide it in a wall some, somewhere so someone can find it 100 years down the road. And uh, you'll be a legend. It'll <laughs> be a legacy. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 wild. I I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling the most for people in the med field. Uh, ben Shapiro oh, said yeah. this a couple times, but you know everyone in the med field should win a congressional medal of honor when this is I over. Agree. They should all oh, be yeah. handed one, and then probably a couple more because my brother's an NP, my sister's an RN, and I was talking to my sister. My sister-in-law, I'm sorry, is an RN. Her husband, my brother, is an NP, nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it, it has hit them differently at different times, but now they're on the same page. In that mm -hmm. my brother on Friday, which if you're listening to this, it would have been a week and a half ago, so things have progressed. But he witnessed six people go from walking around. Yeah, they were somewhat symptomatic. They were confirmed mm -hmm. COVID cases, but they were fine. Fa you know, talking to family, everything's okay to two days later, Friday, passed away. Six of them, oh, same day. And That's my brother's cool. working in a, um, in a contained, you know, restricted fashion, not moving around to different homes, obviously, at this point, because he's in contact with it. And so he's, he's been with these people for, for a prolonged mm. period of time, and it really yeah. impacted. I've talked to him that night, and he's just like, man, I, I don't think I could be the same after seeing what I saw today. And and last night, talking to his wife, my sister-in-law, she's she's just, just like, I, I don't usually journal, but I wrote some stuff down, and she sent it to me, and it was like, dude, this is this is really well written, and it's it's really um, it's really it's 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 pointed at people like myself who have just been so critical and judgmental of people when we need to be more fair and give more grace because mm. you know there's this idea that we shouldn't live in fear, right? Like, yeah. don't live in fear, right? You know. Don't be fearful. And um, her point, I think, of her writing was, I'm not fearful. I'm not afraid. I'm with these people as they're dying and their family can't talk to them. This is real. Yeah. And when I read that, I'm like, wait, why is that so hard for us, especially as Christians, to understand? It's not a matter of fear. It's not a matter yeah. of I'm afraid Oh, okay, I just need to not be afraid. No, 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 no. This is a real evil, a real virus that is killing people. And maybe worst of all, their family can't see them to say goodbye. Like there's, hmm. there's no fear component in that 
scenario it's just really sad and so yeah. to compound and to add insult to injuries this idea that we're we're judging people saying you know oh they're just living in fear oh you know they're they're just they just need to not be so afraid of this you know this will pass uh-huh. it's like yeah it will but there's there, there's a part of christianity i think we've missed out on a lot I'm going off on this. Uh, it's the more <laughs> liturgical. Good. It's the more liturgical side, which says it's okay. It's okay to not be okay. And the way that mm-hmm. I was raised, and the way a lot of my friends are, we don't know how to factor that into how we live our lives. If something's mm-hmm. not okay, you need to figure out how to get past it quickly and to be yeah. okay again. And I feel like we've we haven't been given those resources to be able to handle the times that it's just it's it's okay to be in a time of grief and um Mm -hmm. difficulty and this is definitely one of those times we don't have to pray for god to send his angels to rescue us from this immediately yesterday right now it's like well hold on a second what's god showing me in this Mm -hmm. and uh that's something that i've really been learning been um thinking about just as a result of two of my siblings being in the medfield yeah yeah I think the other thing too that I've seen an abundance of is that like, at least for us, like growing up in the United States, you know, we take a lot of things for granted. You know, we live in a, in a country or a world where at least when we are growing up, we are under the illusion that everyone knows what's going on and, and there's always a solution and there's always, um, you know, things will always resolve and things will always end up okay. You know, (laughs) that's always the situation for a lot of us, not Mm -hmm. all of us, but Mm -hmm. a lot of us, it's like, well, it's not going to get that bad. You Mm -hmm. know, it'll get bad. You know, there, there are times, 9-11 obviously was rough for just about everybody in this country. You know, there's times that get really bad, but there's still resolve. There's still, true. you know, and so we're in this time and we've been in it for now, you know, a few months and, it's hard for us to grasp the fact that most everyone doesn't actually know what's going on or how to stop this. We're just trying, we're just shooting in the dark, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) like maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. Maybe this will work. No, that didn't work. Let's try this, you know? And, uh, and it's, it's strange for a lot of people and, and it's hard for a lot of people to accept that like, this is not, written in a book somewhere. This isn't, you know, we don't have a code. We don't have a process for this. You know, it's brand new. We're all experiencing it for the first time together. Um, (laughs) Granted, we were much more prepared than we could have been. Um, We were also underprepared in a lot of ways, but like, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's hard to accept like that. Okay. The, the, uh, the high up people, you know, (laughs) don't know how to stop this thing or how to, how to handle it. And it's, scary, you know? Um, but we do have to remember, like, it's not about being scared. It's, you know, we're not staying in our homes because we're scared to go outside. We're scared for our lives. We're, we're just being precautious. Mm -hmm. You know, we're, we're following the steps. Like it's not a sin to, uh, to, to treat this like it's a, like it's a real, you know, issue. It's not being afraid to treat it like it's a, you know, a threat. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's, so. that's 100% true. Yeah. 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 So I'm that's sure it. everyone's sick and tired of hearing about COVID. So we should probably start talking, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, start talking about it too. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it's something important to talk about. We need to be talking about it. And especially as Christians, it's important to figure out like, how do we deal with this thing? And so yeah. if you're listening to this and you have a different take than us, we, we'd love to hear it, honestly, because yeah. there's a lot of different angles on this. 
It's creating a lot of division inside homes. It's creating a lot of tension inside homes between spouses, between family members, between friends. And uh, the goal here is that I think we we help each other out, not that we tamp each other, you know, tamp each other down. So yeah, um, if you have absolutely. a different take than us, it's here at. Um, Hopefully it's uh, more well-informed than ours is. So, <laughs> Okay, so today today we have a special guest, um, which we're all really excited about. We know you guys already know who it is. But before we get to that, um, we, we had uh, a, a really like kind of like light bulb moment this last week. And actually, it was all you, Tim. Uh, Tim called me <laughs> after we got that. off the phone. Uh, we just did, I guess we did a mini-sub with, we just recorded with something Adam. with Adam. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's actually released today. Well, not today yeah. when you guys are listening to this, but today when we're recording Yeah, it. you missed it. So if you didn't hear it, yeah. go back and listen to it. But yeah, we've recorded good. Adam so many times, I'm forgetting which time he was on. Um, so Tim <laughs> called me and he's like, dude, we should offer drum lessons through Adam. All Adam has to do is create the content and we'll host it. Like we'll do all the legwork. He just does the fun part, the easy part for him, which is just playing drums and being Adam, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> which as it turns out, it's incredible. Uh, anybody <laughs> that knows Adam, uh, loves Adam and anybody that doesn't know Adam, but has seen him knows they want more Adam in their life. Like you, yeah. you send anyone a, a video of this guy and they're just like, Oh my gosh, I want to know that guy. So you can finally get lessons with him. And this is a long time coming. You know, we've, we've been talking mm-hmm. about this for so long, but Tim, it was such a good idea because you're taking care of the the factor, the one factor that he just can't wrap his head around, which is tough. I mean, it's overwhelming. Techie, uploading video, editing, making sure it's hosted right, making sure it's accessible. How how do you do all that? Well, mm-hmm. now he doesn't have to worry about it. We're going to do it for him. So, um, as a listener to this, if you are not um, if you're not signed up to be uh, one of our supporters through Patreon, you can do so, and now you have the option of getting drum lessons from Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, there are probably many who will never listen to the podcast and just sign up for the drum lessons, which is great. <laughs> yeah. This is this yeah. is going to become an interface for a lot of people who just want to learn how Adam plays drums. That's mm-hmm. that's that's a win. Uh, there are also those who probably have never played drums who are going to be like, all right, I'll bump up to the twenty five and fifty dollar tiers and try to play like Adam. And our goal is to cater these lessons to you too. It's not just for the mm-hmm. advanced player. Adam is advanced. It's it's also for the beginners and intermediates. Yeah. Yep. It's going to be good. I mean, in my mind, I was just thinking like it's it's like a crime for this guy not to be playing drums. Yeah. Like he is just too good, and uh, and so and he really uh, he sent me a couple um, a couple of his lesson examples this week, and yeah. they're just awesome. You guys are really gonna get a lot out of it. Like Matt said, it's gonna be beginner, intermediate, advanced. Uh, you're gonna be learning rudiments, you know, stick techniques, um, fun grooves, what have you. I mean, he's gonna teach it all. Um, he has fun with this stuff, so um, it's gonna be great, and it's it is gonna be available exclusively through uh, our Patreon. So Patreon.com/slash Holy Ghost Notes. Um, uh, it'll be available to the uh, triplet and ghost note tiers, which are the $25 and $50 a month tiers. Um, so that will give you access to um, everything um, that uh, our Patreon normally would give you access to uh, in addition to these uh, drum lessons that are coming out weekly. Yeah. Or will be will be coming out weekly, hopefully by the time this is live. Weekly drum <laughs> lessons, that's right. Um, yeah. 
weekly drum lessons, the way we're going to structure them is you're going to have a, a beginner one and an intermediate one, an advanced one, week one, two, three, and then the fourth week will be the impossible. <laughs> yeah. impossible. Um, and ultimately, you know, the goal here is just to really um, get Adam more, just, just get more eyes on Adam. You know, we're going to be paying him for these videos. And uh, so it works out really well for everyone. So just yeah. know that if you're paying us for those upper tiers, um, a percentage uh, at this point, a large percentage of the money is going straight to Adam. So if mm -hmm. you get a thank you message from Adam, it's, it's probably because Adam wrote you a thank you message and was like, dude, thank you. You just helped me pay my rent. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, to be completely transparent, we, Matt and I have not cashed any paychecks from this thing yet. This is all going back into the podcast. It's all growing. Uh, it's all to grow this thing and to, um, to benefit, um, all of you. So, you know, little by little, we're kind of knocking off, uh, or checking off pieces of the list that we've put together in our minds that are now possible because we do have some financial backing, but, uh, yeah, Adam's going to be, I think a big part of this growth and, and we're excited to have him on. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, so um, next yeah. up we have a very special guest. He is a very good friend of mine and the singer in my band, mm -hmm. Mr. William Jacob Lures. Yes, it was a great conversation. It was really good, good getting to know him. You, I feel like you really got to uh, kind of see a snapshot of of his heart, and uh, you know, you're probably not going to find um, a conversation like this with him out there. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I have yet to see anything like this. I haven't. Um, I I've had conversations with him like this, so it doesn't it, it doesn't feel abnormal because we've been in a band for so long. We've we've had these one on one heart to hearts, mm -hmm. but it it was unique to have him on our show and being um, as transparent as he was and just, just as 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 helpful as he was. I think that that as a listener. If you're anything like me, if you're anything like Tim, um, you're going to benefit from this. Mm -hmm. And just hearing so many different <clears throat> out-of-the-box insights. I mean, listen, I, I've gotten so much from this guy over the last 15 years, and it's, so this is, I came to expect this kind of podcast episode from him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not like out of the ordinary. It's, it's Jake in my mind. But you're yep. right. If you're someone who doesn't know that side of Jake, then this is a new angle. Mm -hmm. And he's a, he's, yeah. a, he's a great dude. He's, he's a precious, he has a precious heart. He loves God. And uh, he really, really loves people. And you'll be able to see that clearly in this episode. Yeah. Well, you could listen to us <clears throat> talk about it all day, but at the end of the day, you guys need to hear it for yourself. So <laughs> without uh, further ado, uh, here is Jake Lurs.
Hey, what's going on? This is Matt and Tim, and we have a very exciting guest. He has been someone I've known a little while. Jacob Lors, how you doing? Good, man. I'm doing great. How are you, Matt? I miss you, bud. I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I'm about three miles away from you right now. And uh, if we were on tour, I'd be about three feet away from you. <laughs> so it's, it, feels, it feels far right now. This feels far. Yeah. You guys were supposed to be on tour right now, right? Yeah. Still, yeah. yeah. Still we're going to be on tour. How's, uh, how's quarantine yeah. life treating everybody? <laughs> I, honestly, to be honest with you, I, I've been pretty busy. I mean, it feels like, you know, in the past, because we've been touring so often, it's like I come home, I pay my bills, and and then I leave again. So with this whole quarantine thing i mean i pressure washed my house i mulched my yard <laughs> wow. i you know i'm cleaning my house three times a day and um i'm staying very active with uh content i'm starting these uh first reaction videos on youtube for right. yeah. you know yeah just all these other bands and you know peers of ours so it's a cool way to promote my friends and then just kind of give something for our fans to check out and you know, uh, breathe conversation, joy, and some excitement, you know, considering a lot of people are, you know, stir crazy or struggling with, you know, anxiety and fears and doubts and things. So it's, it's a, yeah. it's a good way to stay busy, you know, and, um, and thankfully I packed my garage full of, uh, workout equipment. So I get to go to the gym every day. So that's, that's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love your videos from your workout videos to yeah. your vocal reaction, band reaction videos. I, like, so for those that are listening to this and, and don't know this, Jake is the vocalist of August Burns Red and joined the band in 2006. So I've known Jake for 14 years. Um, mm-hmm. Funny enough, last week I, I called you, Jake, and I'm like, dude, why didn't I encourage you to do like video reactions five years ago when I first found out that they were a thing because you're so good at them. Like I want to watch everything that you react to. It could be the the dumbest content, but just the way that you respond to it, your vocal, your vocal cues and your facial expressions. And there's Winston hanging out with you. It's just like, this was a no brainer for you to do. It's, is that fun for you to do? Is it something you're enjoying? It is. Yeah. I, I never thought, I would do something like that. I, I never really knew about first reaction videos until just recently. And, um, you know, I just gave it a shot and people really liked them. And then I just started to realize like, man, this is fun. Like I get to listen to my, my peers, their music and talk about it yeah. and, and share my, my view, my perspective and maybe, you know, things I I would have done or things that I really think they, they pulled off really well. And obviously yeah. I'm very, very like, stuck on you know the vocals and the drumming for the most part but i you know i can (laughs) i can sense good uh you know good songwriting when i hear it so it's it's fun man it's it's yeah it's good for me and and it and it 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 breathes community community in my life you know where i Mm -hmm. post a video and then you know i i interact with uh with the subscribers or listeners and so it's uh it's definitely a positive thing in my life where you know i can dedicate time and i'm learning about editing and that's a like I was saying earlier, man, that's just, <laughs> wow. That's just it's, something else. I salute editors, yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh man well dude thanks so much for being on our show yeah. today we yeah. we've been talking about doing this for i don't know has it been a year tim I and mean, we started the podcast a year ago so it yeah. can't be more than a year but it's pretty much back to the beginning we're like we gotta get jake on and tim <laughs> you're like well you're on tour of them so it shouldn't be that hard and <laughs> <laughs> sure enough and and now of course we're doing the episode once we're home because of covid19 so um right. i i don't know that we we really talked about this but i was on on tour for for three shows we were on tour for three shows and then we got sent home as soon as NCAA pulled their tournament and uh, Seattle was the first show of the tour to cancel. I went into the, you know, backstage and, and just said to everyone like, okay, what's, what's everyone thinking? Everyone's like, well, we're probably going home by the weekend. So yeah. we actually would be somewhere, I think in the Midwest right now, Jake, if we weren't sitting at home right now. And um, yeah, like you, I can empathize. It's been busy. Tim, I know the same is true for you. You're doing a lot of like, cleanup yeah. for, for businesses. Uh, mm-hmm. Tim does marketing, Jake. So he's doing a lot of cleanup for businesses that are like, well, we're still here. Don't, don't forget about us, yep. you know? Yeah. Right. Actually busier than normal, oddly enough. But, uh, well, I guess it seems like it, it's that way for a lot of people. Um, yeah, people kind of have yeah. to keep busy to stay sane <laughs> when there's so, so, uh, so much less social interaction, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Physical I mean, interaction, I, I guess I would say, you know, I would encourage uh, the listeners to try new things and break the like routine mm-hmm. of like what they've got going on because it's like, man, you know, pick up that, pick up, you know, your drumsticks, you know, if you haven't touched them for, mm-hmm. you know, a year or two, or, you know, if you're, if you like to journal, go back to journaling, or if you read, like, you know, there's definitely things that we can do that can breathe excitement and joy and, you know, fulfill us rather than, you know, kind of in a sense being embraced by all of the, the chaos and the the doubt and the anxiety and the stress. It's like, man, like there's a lot to be thankful for if we take a moment, look at it. And then if we're willing to kind of go outside of our ba- boundaries, our comfortabilities and try new things, like I'm doing this, like, I, you know, the first reaction videos. I mean, I'm yeah. trying that out. I, I have no idea what I'm doing, but I'm having a blast learning and it's exciting and I love putting it out and it's a new thing in my life that I just said, well, I'll give it a shot. So I, I want to yeah. encourage the listeners to give things a shot, man, and try new things and experience newness. And because, um, you know, just because we can't go somewhere doesn't mean that, that we have to stop living and just exist. Mm-hmm. We can we can live and mm-hmm. yeah. this, you know, that's right. Mm. I mean, that's basically what this podcast was. I mean, it's it was an idea. And we're like, hey, let's try it out, see if it works. Matt and I were both, I think, under the assumption that we get through like two or three episodes and then call it quits. <laughs> and sure enough, here we are a year later with a, an entire Patreon group, <laughs> inner circle group and, you know, thousands of followers. And, you know, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy yeah. what can happen if you just pursue something and have fun with it. I mean, that's exactly what this is. Just yeah, we're having fun. So, yeah, yeah. talking it's about great. real things. Yeah, it's great. So I guess I'll um, ask the obligatory question here. Um, this is actually so this well, this is that. the first uh, this is the first episode we've recorded since uh, your album release. So congrats to you both on yeah, uh, thank you, Guardians. Um, from what I've seen, it's been a pretty incredible response. People are loving it. So hmm. you know, good job on bringing out another one. But um, I guess uh, for you, Jake, uh, if you were to give a, a friend. Uh, an ABR record to listen to out of your discography. Um, 
what do you think your reasons for giving them guardians would be? Man, um, I think the lyrical content on this record is so, um, I think it just can resonate with, with everyone that's going through this. And I mean, that's the whole world, right? Like we're all dealing with this at the same time. And, um, I think that there's just a lot of good encouragement, positivity, a lot of hope, a lot of, um, faith and belief in our lyrical content on this record that I, I just think that it's, it would be a great tool, um, for people to have to, to kind of lean on in times of, of struggle. I mean, and it doesn't even matter what that struggle is. It's small or big, you know, just in the circumstances of right now, this present Mm -hmm. day and all the chaos. Um, I think that the lyrical content really breathes a lot of positivity and community and unity and, um, you know, changing your perspective. Um, and I think that Matt and Brent did a really phenomenal job of writing, lyrics with great subject matter but being broad enough for people to be able to grasp it for themselves um Mm -hmm. it's not so narrow that you know it's or so detailed or fleshed out that you're like oh this is about this it's really Mm -hmm, like you know they keep it relatively vague um but you can tell that you know oh this song's about redemption or this song's about you know not judging others or accepting Mm -hmm. those for who they are and and that's all of really honestly what I think we need more of because I think we hit this place in society where it's me, 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 look at me, look at how great I am, look at how successful I am, um, you know, I'm going to get there, I'm going to do this. And we forget the people beside us. And this whole record is about the people beside us. It's about, yeah. you know, it's about, I mean, there's definitely a lot of faith-based aspects in it, undertones, um, but mm-hmm. the general vibe of the record i mean it's titled guardians which means to be a protector provider or nurturer or a helper for someone else right so it's very right you know sacrificial uh it's very giving um humbling and Mm. um i feel like a lot of people if they listen to this record could self-reflect see some of the things that maybe they would want to change to be not only a better person but for themselves but a better person for the people around them and the only way we're going to survive this is if we help each other, you know? I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, right now the the key is stay home, you know? And it's like, well, okay, so what's the decision? Are you going to do something that you want to do or are you going to do something that we need you to do so that everyone else can be safe, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, like I said, I think the lyrical content is really great. And then, man, it's such a heavy record. So if you're <laughs> if you're frustrated or you got to, you know, vent a little bit, man, you can headbang and pretty much knock your head straight <laughs> off your neck within three songs deep of the track of, of the album, you know? Yeah, man. <laughs> That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was a really good answer. I so Jake and I have been doing a lot of interviews, Tim, for the record, yeah. uh, and it, they're coming in from all over the world. And and um, we were talking a little bit off air about like it, we feel like in the day and age in which we live, right in the circumstance of the world right now, everything's virtual, and it feels like you have to give twice as much to get half as much back. So in other mm-hmm. words, being next to someone in person is very life giving, and it doesn't take all that 
that much work to go out with somebody, but now it takes like twice as much work to set up a Zoom call, and then it feels like yeah. you're only getting half as much back out of that relationship. Well, these interviews, as amazing as it is to have the coverage, it is sort of taxing. And as I'm thinking about Jake's answer, I'm like, man, maybe Jake should have just answered all of the questions for all of the interviews because <laughs> that was really solid. <laughs> well, oh, we have man. it recorded now, so you can m- listen and memorize it and use it for the, the next few <laughs> interviews if you want. <laughs> Matt, why did your voice sort of sound like Jake's there? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no so Jake, as I, as I think about you know, the fact that you joined this band and, um, we've, 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 it's 14 years later and I feel like we're actually pretty similar people in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. But as I was thinking about doing this interview last week, I was like, man, Jake and I used to be really different. I mean, really different. And oh, so, yeah. so different in fact, that we wanted to write a book about how we were <laughs> different and how we would have to sleep in the same bed at night at hotels, but you would sleep under the sheets and I would sleep on top of them. (laughs) The primary reason being that you would shave your arms to show off your tattoos and it was prickly and hurt, but really it's like half the time we couldn't stand each other, right? It's like, I didn't want you touching me and you didn't want me touching you. And so I was thinking about this sort of laughing to myself, but then I realized, wait, there's actually something very important that happened when you joined the band and it's this, it's, it's, it's simple. I started the band thinking that I could do something for God. Mm. And when you joined the band, I realized I needed God to do something for me. And in fact, he'd already done it. In other words, I needed saving and I needed to realize how judgmental I was. I was so judgmental. And there's, there's sort of a famous story about this between you and myself. And I think it's appropriate that we, we talk about this because it's, it's never been talked about in recorded fashion. Uh, So if you're willing to, I'm willing to, I, I, I think, you know, the story, you know, the story. Well, wait, are we talking about the, the cigarette one? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know the story. You know yeah, the story. so so this was this was very early in Matt and I's marriage. Um, <laughs> I mean, it feels that way. It feels like because you you have to understand the dynamic here. I mean, it's like I lived and breathed with Matt for I've done it for years, and I mean, when you're touring in a van and trailer, I mean, you're buddies with each mm-hmm. other, whether you like it or not, and. You know, it's like being married with other sex. There's all the dynamics of being closely together and understanding each other's, you know, um, processes and reactions and attitudes and all that stuff. And so, we're, you know, I'm starting to get to know Matt and we're on a walk. I think it was in North Carolina and <laughs> we're walking down the street and this kid comes up to me and Matt and he says, hey, man, would you guys mind if you go buy me a pack of smokes uh, from this uh, convenience store? And I said, ah, you know, I'm, I don't know, man. And, and Matt turns and immediately says, no way, man. We're Christians. And then just <laughs> turns away and starts walking down the street. And I was blown away by that response. I was blown away by it because I'd mm. never seen, I'd never so, seen him ever act that way. And I'd mm-hmm. never seen a 
Christian just mm-hmm. completely demean mm-hmm. um, someone's requests uh, or actions. And so, like, mm-hmm. it kind of shook me a little bit. And I, and I thought to myself, man, who, like, it kind of made me think, like, who is Matt really? Or, you know, and I mean, my gosh, we've all been like this before i mean i've you know there's been plenty of days where i'm sure matt's been like i don't know if i know jake or who is jake because i'm a rowdy little son of a gun and um you know i i've I've made my fair share but but this in this instance we you know yeah it just it kind of threw me off and and i could just kind of see this like religiosity in matt's heart at that time um and um you know, not excusing my, I've had my own religiosity, but yeah, in that time I was like, whoa, that's kind of, kind of crazy. Um, and I obviously like where I came from, um, you know, those types of questions or that type of situation would come up and, and no one would even blink an eye, you know? Um, right. mm. but yeah, yeah, it was kind of funny to, to see, cause it, it kind of gave me a little background as to like, mm-hmm. you know, how Matt was raised or how maybe he, maybe the way he saw the world and his, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Matt's, I mean, I will say that Matt is the most loving man I know. Um, and, and he takes his faith in Jesus very seriously, which I think has really, really benefited him and, um, his understanding on how to love people. But, you know, we are, you know, for, for the Christians that are listening, I mean, the beauty of it is that, you know, Christ, God's given us grace and, you know, it's a process of sanctification. I mean, we're never going to be exactly, you know, like Jesus, right? But we can strive to be. And I think this mm. was just, you know, part of uh, Matt's heart that I think God really wanted to to work on. Um, and this was just his, his part of his journey. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I I I needed you to join the band. Uh, the The reality is, um, I I felt like you were the one that was lost, and I was the mm-hmm. one that was found. And I could tell you all about Jesus. I was born and raised in this home and in the church, and you know this is this is perfect. I get to tell Jake all about Jesus, and we would have these night drives. And a band at at that point in your career, you spend a lot of time together because you have to spend a lot of time together. You're yeah. traveling in a van right. and trailer. You're doing a lot of night drives. We have right. a law in the band or a rule in the band that the passenger or the navigator, the person sitting shotgun has to stay awake in order to ensure that the driver doesn't fall asleep. So Jake and I were partners. Yeah. Uh, we had a lot of fun together and we'd have a lot of conversations together. Back to my point, I realized that I was the one, like I said, that really needed saving. It was a moment like that. I mean, I think about it. I can just go to like 10 different times. I mean, Jake, in Europe, you know, when you were going through it and in Europe when I was going through it years later and it's just you're living life away from home and you really don't have a lot at your fingertips. You don't have resources. You don't have relationships that you can really bank on. And what I saw in, in Jake was someone who was dependable and and really understood the heart of God when he found it. And what I saw in myself was someone who knew about the heart of God, but really didn't love it or take it to heart and let it change me. 
And so I, in the end, found that, dude, I was the one that learned from you. So you saw something, I think, that was important to you. And I certainly uh, found something important to me that I needed, Um, you know, and and I, I think about years down the road after the band is a memory. I don't know how many years that is. I I hope it's a long time, but it will come eventually. I can't play double bass forever. Uh, and, uh, and and I think, man, we're going to look back on that, on those moments. And those are the things I will definitely remember. And those Mm -hmm. were actually very pivotal moments in my life and getting me to where I am. And so, um, the relationship, the friendship that I have with you is so important to me and it's so unique because I don't, I don't really have a whole lot of other friendships like that. Um, and I, there, there are a few things in my life that I can look at and say, like, I I think God was behind that. Mm. This is a situation I look at and say, I know God was behind that. And I'm really glad that he was. It's yeah. just incredible. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think um, it definitely was is a unique relationship and was a pivotal um, relationship for us, especially you know growing up. I mean, we were kids thrown in a van and trailer for five years. It, it, you know, there was so much, um, there were so many different types of perspectives and understandings and things. But I mean, you know, you were my pastor for for five years. I mean, those, you know, 4 a.m. drives in the van and tra- uh, van and trailer, you know, going from show to show. I mean, we talked about the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. We talked about Christ and salvation and forgiveness. Um, and I mean, that was kind of, you know, the big thing for me is like when I showed up to try out for the band, I, I remember saying to you guys, yeah, I'll tour with you, but, you know, you got you to gotta teach me more about Jesus. And mm-hmm. Matt you know, you were really the the one that stood up um, to the plate when I asked for that and taught me a lot about, you know, my faith and understanding and, you know, doctrine and theology and things like that. And um, and so I think I think we just had, you know, two different sides of 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 something. And we and we came together on our, on our faith and, you know, kind of balanced each other out. So it was it was definitely mm-hmm. like, you know, a, a God moment. Um, and I also contribute this to the longevity of the band. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, when you've got two guys in the band that are, are strong in faith and willing to listen to each other, willing to have deep conversations and um, can humble themselves to accept one another, uh, you know, I mean, that, that changes you. And uh, just like in a, yeah. in a marriage, I mean, if you're willing to work on it, if you're willing to listen I, I learned more, honestly, I learned more just listening to different perspectives and people's views mm-hmm. and their hearts than I do talking about my own. I mean, I get nothing out of other than my pride. You know, I mean, I fill my, my pride gas tank up, but mm. um, it's when I'm listening to someone that I don't maybe agree with or that I've never really lived through an experience that maybe they're sharing that I learned the most. And then I can bring it to the, you know, to, to God's table and say, man, what, what do I do with this? I mean, it's such an amazing conversation. What, what, you know, what do you want me to learn from this? And, um, so, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what you did, man. You're a teacher. 
Hmm. Yeah, it's well That's put. That's cool. Well, I love you, dude. I think this is the first interview we've ever done where one of <laughs> us is conducting it. I, I've done an interview for Heartsport. In fact, <laughs> I didn't realize this was up there, but I did an interview on um, Heartsport interviewed me in, in Portland. And it was actually a really tough time for me because Heartsport asked me to do an interview on marriage. And hmm. I was like, um, things were hmm. rocky you know, with mm -hmm. Megan and I, and, um, and I was just, I, I guess I was just like, well, I don't really want anyone to know that things are rocky, you know? And, right. um, I didn't really know how to talk about it. So I did this interview. Well, it's on, it's online. And I was like, oh man, I really don't want to watch this, but I kind of want to know how dumb I sounded, you, <laughs> you know, because obviously I'm trying to like hold it together. And right. I sound, I sound pretty dumb. I, I sound pretty <laughs> dumb, but I, that would be the closest thing to what we're doing here, which is an organization that you have hosted an interview with me. But this is, this is certainly the only time where it's not like you and I are being interviewed by someone at Grass Pop in Belgium, you know, who, right. <laughs> who, right. who wants right. to talk about uh, our favorite song on the new record, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely right. a lot different than that. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it's it's a good it's 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 a good thing, man. And I love I love the fact like you know that you guys are doing this podcast, man. I mean, a lot of people, you know, it's it's amazing to hear from from a phenomenal drummer like yourself and then to talk about faith and just try to encourage people, you know, with their faith cuz it's so it's it's challenging, man. I mean, you have no idea what you're going to go through in the future. You have no idea what other people are dealing with. And so it's just nice to talk about something that's so precious and mm, personal, yeah. you know, and really like try to try to interact with somebody on a, on a deeper level than just, yeah, I'm tired of playing whitewashed, you know? <laughs> yeah. well, I think it came about because uh, drums and faith are the only things we know how to talk about. Actually. <laughs> but, but yeah, I think it's cool. I mean, there's obviously uh, it's, it doesn't even have to be said, but you guys obviously have chemistry. You've been in a band together for a long time. And I think it's actually the earliest in an episode that we've struck gold. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, but there were some golden nuggets thrown out there. Um, yeah. And I want to take a second while we're on it just to, to call out some Christians because that's what we do on this yeah. podcast. Mm -hmm. um, yep. There were some really good things that were just said. Um, and I just want to reiterate how important the journey is and how we, if, if we think we know where we're going or if we think we know, or if we think that we have it right, um, there's a really good chance that we have it very, very wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's so important to, to live life, um, trying to learn here, you know, listening to perspectives um, and, you know, taking everything you can from every single person you come in contact with. I mean, what you guys just talked about just reminded me of the Pharisees. You know, Matt was a church kid. Mm -hmm. He grew up, he, I was, I was exactly the same way. So I'm basically telling my story as well, but, you know, grew up in a Christian family, um, read the Bible our whole lives, went to church our whole lives, um, thought we knew all the answers, and then come to find out we're just judgmental little pricks. 
Um, (laughs) uh, And unfortunately, that's what we see a lot of in the church today. Um, And it's not Christ-like. As well as we think we knew knew the Bible, as well as we thought we knew Jesus, um, when we actually took a second look at who he was and what he did, um, the people that he butted heads with the whole time, we've said this over and over and over again in this podcast, but the people he butted heads with were the Pharisees. Those were the people that were religious minded and, and stuck up on the rules and thought that perfection was something that was achieved, um, by their own strength. Mm. And here we have it that, you know, um, I mean, I know Jake learned a lot from Matt, um, but Matt also learned a lot from Jake in that, like being a Christian isn't, uh, you know, I think Matt said it great, uh, a great way. Like he was trying to make this band about God when really it was God that was making the band anything mm-hmm. <laughs> or Matt, yeah. anything or anyone. Um, and that's just that those are some gold nuggets. I think that might really hit home with a lot of people listening. Um, it hits home with me for sure. Yeah. Um, so Don't, I just wanted to point that out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, 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 it's hard. It's hard to, it's hard to talk about. You know, you look at, you look at your, yourself 15 years ago and you think, man, how could I have said such a dumb thing? And then you realize, well, how could I be so dumb as to think I'm not saying that sort of stuff <laughs> now true. that in 15 years I'm going to look back on it and say, man, how could I be so stuck up? And yet that's exactly yeah. how we'll be. And so we mm. have to be constantly learning from how we're treating other people. Because at the end of the day, is there anything that matters more? Uh, According to the Bible, there's only one thing and it actually matters the same and that's loving God. And so it's like too often we're focusing on loving God, but you can't really do that unless you really love other people, including the kid that wants to smoke a cigarette. And we've talked about this ever since, Jake. It's the, the irony is this. I should have said, sure, bought him a pack, taken out three, I should have given you one, him one, and myself one. And we should have lit up and had a six minute or however, however long, I don't know, I don't know how long it takes to smoke a cigarette because I, I don't really, I don't smoke cigarettes, but I should have smoked and coughed and struggled my way through it because you know what, at least I know that kid's name. And mm. we would have had a good conversation and walked away and the story would be completely different. And in fact, that's exactly what the right, thing would have been to do. And so you look back and you say, man, how could I have not done that? Well, yeah, we're doing the same thing today. Just we have to learn from, uh, from it. So it's, it's really about having, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm doing a pretty good job with my life and I'm not sure I really need to learn all that much from this. Tim's advice is hold on a second, take a serious look because you probably have a Jake in your life who was raised in a home, nothing like yours. And he can probably show you where you uh, need to grow and uh, change. And if, yeah. if you're not sure, ask ask around. Be like, how do I suck as a human being? People <laughs> will tell you, I, I promise you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I have, I have my own little like religiosity story um, that I'd like to share just because I feel like it's kind of on the subject matter. Like, you know, there was a time in my life when I was, I think maybe 24 to 26, 27, and... Um, I just fell in love with theology. I fell in love with the study of God, right? Um, mm. And I was reading all these books. I ended up doing online courses 
uh, with uh, seminary courses at Gordon Conwell. I was doing um, one of their professors is a good friend of mine, and 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 it's a, and the courses were great. I'm not I'm not bashing seminary or theology. I'm explaining to you where where my heart went wrong, and um, so I was studying all of this. And I thought I knew everything, and I was listening to podcasts from pastors left and right, and um, I became very religious, and I ended up harming my family um, because I was so religious and judgmental and um, and and shameful that I was not only extremely internally judgmental towards myself and shameful, and I had no place of for grace or mercy or the or the fact that I wasn't Jesus. Um, and I wasn't necessarily worshiping God. I was worshiping the idea of God, uh, the understanding of God, the study of God. And um, finally, I come across this book called Debate Calvinism. And it's a Calvinist and an Arminianist uh, debating their their theology. And I'm reading this book, and then God gives me a vision. He gives me a vision of a sandbox. And then he gives me a vision of these two little boys playing in the sandbox, building their own sandcastles, and they're telling mm. each other whose sandcastle is better than the other, right, than the other ones. And God says, this is what you're doing. You're literally bickering mm. as a child with another child about whose sandcastle is better. And they're in a sandbox. And then mm-hmm. my vision goes and gets broader, and there's all of this other stuff outside of the sandbox, all of this other, all these other things in this other world. But these two little boys in the sandbox were just fixated on their castles and which one was better than the other. And I put that book down and I never picked it back up. And I realized that I wasn't um, doing anything for my growth in my personal relationship with Jesus. I was, you know, yes, I was understanding what knowledge mankind has understood interpretations of the infallible truth, you know, the Bible or whatever. And you can get all crazy with the verbiage and, you know, high and mighty on that stuff. But really, in reality, I was shaming people. I was hurting my family. I was I was hurting myself. I didn't understand my identity as um, as a son of of the most high. Right. I was I was pointing the finger and and mm. um, it was really uh, very destructive in my relationships and my friends and my family. And so I had to go to my, I literally just had my mom, my sister come visit me before all of the chaos here with the, with the um, pandemic. And I, you know, I had to apologize to them and mm. hear where they were coming from and how I had hurt them like deeply. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's good to understand your theology and to have, um, you know, an understanding of, of the scriptures and and all of that, but at the same time, you, you just have to be aware of your actions. I mean, in James, we're talking about you know your faith is in um, your proof of your faith is through you know your actions, and you know um, I, my actions were not were nothing like um, you know the the gifts of the spirit. You know, I mean, I was just so out of tune with mm. um, with personal relationship with God. Um, so, so I think that's what I think that's, you know, one of the difficulties I think with having faith is because we strive so hard to, 
to to understand it completely, to have all the mm. answers to all the questions, and for it to become tangible. But but then we 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 simply put the Holy Spirit and God in a box, and therefore it limits uh, God being able to use us um, for His gospel and breathing love and you know the gifts of the Spirit and. You know, stumps are a process of sanctification where we're not willing to grow because we think we've understood it and we get it, and yeah. and that's mm-hmm. that's harmful um, to us. And then, therefore, what happens? Then we do something really harmful, like I did to my family, and then they say, "Well, if that's Jesus, we want nothing to do with him." So mm-hmm. I'm not even the one being persecuted, right? I'm mm-hmm. not the one that's that's distancing God's. Um, I am the reason why God's touch is being distanced from the people that were close to me is because of my religiosity. And so I think that's just something that we we as followers of Christ have to be concerned with um, is that, yeah, it's good to be hungry, but, um, you know, keep keep yourself close to the Lord and, and prayer and let the Spirit, you know, guide you um, and not just simply the understanding of, you know, of man. Mm. Jake, that was, um, I've never heard it. I've never heard it put so well about how closed minded and how much we, we box in, um, God and just this idea of faith. Uh, I didn't, I didn't know that story. It's really powerful. Um, but it, it it just gave me a memory that I think I'm going to speak to people listening who might be looking for advice. And I think you would, I know you would be a good person to give this advice. Um, I didn't have this question phrased or written or anything. It just popped in my head. But I'll start with the story and then we'll end with the question. So uh, a couple of years ago, I called you for advice. And um, I, was, I was having a hard time. And I didn't call anyone else. I called you. I called one person and it was you. And you gave me an answer that was the opposite of the tonality of my question. In other words, my question sort of led you towards like, this would be easier. This would be ideal. And your answer was, no, you don't do that. You do this. This is the right thing to do. Mm. And, um, I got off the phone. I'll, I'll never forget where I was. I'll never forget what I did next. I'll never forget the next couple of days because what I did was I listened exactly to what you said. And, um, it was very good advice. It was the exactly 100% the right thing. And so for those that are listening to this who either A, want to be that kind of friend who's the first person someone calls, or B, they're looking to find someone like that, uh, can you talk to the importance of being the kind of friend that tells it like it is and stands up for stands up for what's best for someone, even if it's the hardest thing to tell them. Yeah, I I think, I mean, <clears throat> what I've learned over the years of just, you know, watching people communicate and being in a lot of tough situations, what I realize is that if, if you want to be able to be there for someone in, you know, in really the toughest times, you have to gain the authority. And it's something that they give you. It's a gift. 
it's not something that you can demand. It's not something that you can say, yeah, I've got the authority to speak into your life. It's something that they, they give you and they give it to you because they trust you. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it deals with probably, Matt, I mean, the reason why you came to me is because you know my past. You know some of the things I've battled and gone through. You you understand me. You know that I love you. Um, you know that I, too, am vulnerable and willing to get my hands dirty alongside you. And you gave me that authority. Um, I, I, I didn't have it. That was a gift that you gave me. And so I think that if you want to be a real true friend, you've got to be willing to to be real and be honest and open up. Um, yeah. You know, That's great advice. because, yeah, it's just like, uh, people, I mean, even in this band, I mean, people come and they share things with me after the show that th- some people say, I've never told anyone this. It's like, they've given me the authority by sharing. And then therefore I understand the, how fragile it is. I understand, you know, thankfully, I mean, God uses, um, all things good, right? So for, for those who follow him, it's like, man, I have a, tr- a track record of just a, a lot of mess, and God's been able to show me how to use it for good. And so um, I, I have, we, we, we're put in a place where we have an opportunity to empathize and not just sympathize. Um, mm. It's easy for a lot of people to have sympathy, but when you can, when you have empathy, when you can empathize, you've got something really precious there because you've gone through something very similar. You've had a similar experience. You, you can understand the gravity of the pain or the mm. struggle, right? Mm, and so yeah. therefore, like God invites you when two come together, right? Like, and, and I don't, me personally, I don't believe that it's like, oh, it's, you got to be two Christians. Man, with two people who were created by God, who have spirits and souls mm-hmm. that were created by the kingdom of heaven, when they come together and they can empathize and understand, that's an opportunity for not only for your spiritual growth and their spiritual growth, but for the Holy Spirit to breathe within the conversation and literally change the narrative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why, you know, like, like this situation that you just gave that example, I mean, we changed the Holy spirit, our conversation changed your narrative. You weren't going to mm-hmm. do that before you called me. Then we mm-hmm. had our conversation and you changed the path that you were going down. So mm-hmm. that's the power, man, of when someone gives you the authority to speak in their lives. And I would go back to. The foundational roots of that conversation need to be grace, mercy, understanding, mm-hmm. no judgment. Um, when Jesus accept me, I he didn't carry he didn't care the color of my skin. He didn't care who I was in love with. He didn't care what I believed in. He didn't care what I had done hmm. or what I was doing, right or what had been done to me. He loved yeah. me right there, and mm-hmm. and that's what. I feel like if someone's coming to you, no matter the circumstances, you may not condone their actions. You may you may think that they're not the victim, but perhaps they're the culprit. It doesn't matter. You have an opportunity to change the narrative with them 
and bring them closer to the Lord or bring them closer to goodness or love, redemption and healing. And when when you do that, um, it really gives the opportunity for that person to interact with with the creator of the universe. And mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's what we're talking about when God says to love others and love your father, you know, love God. Um, yeah. Literally, we're doing both when when mm. we're in a room together like that. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's very sound. And I know it's sound advice because it's, it's exactly right. It's exactly why I called you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it just speaks to the value that if, if you allow someone to speak into your life, you're giving them, like Jake just said, authority. I've never mm-hmm. really thought of it that way, but it's it's true. And so if if you're quick to give advice to someone, if they're open to you, just pause and think about the power that you have in their life. It's a bunch of words that are just falling out of your mouth. It's, it's not very costly to you, but think of the magnitude of what it could do in that person's life that you're talking mm-hmm. to. And in, in and, my case, look what it did. It was huge. Right. So, right. Yeah. And then for, for the other end of the uh, question there, you asked, you know, what if you're somebody that needs someone like that? I mean, I would say, you know, really think about um, who that person is, right? Like, I'm not going to go to advice to a buddy if if let's say you're struggling in your marriage you're not going to go to your best buddy who's never been married before you know mm-hmm. um that would not be probably the best uh person for that type of advice but what i will say is if you can find that person that you trust that you're willing to give that authority to that gift that precious gift what i would say is when they respond to you and they give you advice if you know, if if you're a, a God man or woman, um, you know, take that advice and pray on it, you know, like because mm-hmm. some of it is probably going to really be helpful. And some of it maybe you really don't need to to listen to. Um, there's mm-hmm. plenty of pastors out there that give great interpretations. But, you know, at the same time, um we need to be careful with that interpretation because depending on where that person is from, they may be kind of, you know, maybe something's wrong in their heart, right? Where they need to be adjusted and they're kind of breathing that into their message. Um, You know, that happens too. I mean, so you just have to be careful, take the information and then go pray on it, bring it to the Lord and say, man, God, like this, my friend told me this and it's, so helpful but there's this other part that he said like should i hold on to this do i is this really where i'm at and is that really going to be beneficial or not you know mm-hmm. yeah that's great yeah it's it's so true i mean um you have to really you have to really uh weigh every piece of advice that's given and 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 also know, you know, be able to recognize wisdom, <laughs> you know, when, even when it's hard, uh, even when you might not 100% agree with it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, this actually uh, brought up something in my mind. Um, so, you know, on this podcast, we've, we've brought up heart support uh, a number of times. Um, 
actually in just about every episode, I think. <laughs> I was uh, going to say, it's pretty often. <laughs> uh, very, very often uh, we, we bring up hard support. Uh, just, as, just as a resource, you know, as uh, a place for people to go, um, mm-hmm. Because it really it, it's helpful and it's and it's and it's something good in the world that's happening and and yeah. so so you built heart support and I actually had the kind of the the pleasure of seeing heart support from its humble beginnings so to speak uh, mm-hmm. thanks to being involved with brick by brick um, with Matt um, but I mean it's a, it's an incredible resource and I know uh, I mean some of our listeners don't even know what it is um, mm-hmm. so if you could speak a little bit on what heart support is. Um, maybe just briefly uh, what inspired you to start it. And then also just, you know, what it's like, you know, being a a role model um, with such a, like a platform such Mm -hmm. as Heart Support and Mm -hmm. and what it's like heading up such an organization like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. So Heart Support is an online community for people to talk openly about, Um, spiritual issues, addiction, self-harm, depression, um, you know, mental, mental struggles. I mean, you know, I like, I'd like to think that there's people in the world that don't have problems, but I just haven't found one yet. So, um, (laughs) that's a great way to put it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I just started this online community basically because I was just tired of seeing, you know, going to the merch table or the barricades after a show and talking to fans. And they just had these crushing stories about their lives. Again, giving, you know, giving me the authority to listen, right? Um, Because some of these things I don't even have words for. And I was tired of crying. You know, I was tired of of, um, hearing all of this and then them saying how, you know, our music, ABR's music has been so helpful and encouraging and and then they just go home to the same situation and I go to the next city, you know, or state. And mm. so I was, we were on the Day to Remember tour, I think it was 2009 or 10 or 11, I, uh, 10 maybe. Um, and we're in Chicago. And I remember I stayed up to like four in the morning. And I was just like talking to God. I'm like, man, what can I do to give back? And the vision of heart support came to my mind and I'm writing mm. everything down and all the ideas and, um, and basically, I started it with fifteen hundred dollars. Uh, I, I had my buddy make me a website. At that time, it was called Your Life Ministries, and that's why I have mm-hmm. Your Life tattooed on my yeah. knuckles because it was really the first time I, I felt like I heard from God, like my purpose. You know, like mm-hmm. something that, something that's really gonna make a a, a change. And and so, yeah, I, I just you know, built this online community. And now we have over half a million people a month interacting with our social media platforms, um, our forum page, which is uh, the forum page is a place where you can go right now at heartsupport.com, go to the support wall and you can make a profile or you can do it anonymously um, and write out what you're going through, your experience uh, right now, today. And others in the community are going to respond to it. They're going to share with you. They're going to tell you what they've done to help them. They might, you know, refer you to, you know, a ther- like therapy, certain kind of therapy that worked for them or a book. Or, you know, we do interviews with 
we have over a hundred interviews with musicians in our industry that kind of share their message of hope or their battles. So it's just a place Mm. to be, you know, have real community. Again, um, the foundation of that when I was in that night, you know, when I was talking to God, like, what's it going to look like? He came up and told me, you know, uh, came up with the idea of doesn't matter the color of your skin, who you're in love with, what you believe in, what you've done or what's been done to you. So that's kind of like, our our thing um, at the community is like, hey, you're just gonna we're just gonna love each other and help each other out. Now I have uh, six full time employees, and it's it's just a really beautiful thing. And you know, it's really cool because it's not the Jake Lore show. Like, you know, people mm-hmm. know that I created it, but what makes it so what what makes it grow so rapidly is just that it's the communities it's theirs mm-hmm. like it's right. their home it's their place they they're the ones that are coming there as victims and then becoming victors and pouring back into the community so um and it's a nonprofit um you know so obviously we go off of donations but like people donate you know i mean we got people working at McDonald's that you know don't have a lot of money or you know, people who are, you know, working whatever job and they've got a family to support and they donate because they believe in the community and it's their community and they want to protect it right. and and continue to grow it. And so it's become a, a very great thing where people can open up and share and find some sense of um, peace and understanding. And really, when you when you you know, I mean, I have my own my own battles and, and things. And, like, one of the greatest feelings is to just let it out. And mm-hmm. that's really one of the first steps into a journey of healing for that particular issue is to mm-hmm. finally finally talk about it and get it out of your head. And, and then to hear someone else say, man, I'm really sorry that that happened to you. That happened to me, too. And, um, you know this is how I responded and this is my story. And it's like, all of a sudden you're not alone anymore. It's not, you know, uh, shaming you in your head. It's not telling you that that's who you are and that you're dirty and that you, you deserve this, or this is where you should live or you can't be loved. It completely breaks those chains. Um, and, and, and now you've got this opportunity to literally once again, and I think that this is a God thing and community and very based on, you know, the, the commandments that Jesus calls us to be, but it, it, it gives you that opportunity to change the narrative in your life. And, um, you know, we're not, you know, my, my, my employees, I mean, we're all Christians, we're all, you know, faith-based, but by any means, um, you know, we're not, we're not there to, you know, tell you how it is or what it is. I mean, I just got done telling you, I'm not, you know, I'm not the man to tell you how it is. Um, cause I, you know, I'm that religious, you know, kind of stuff will, will, will hurt you. But it's, but it's more of like, you know, what did Jesus do for us? You know, I mean, right. he sacrificed, he, he loved the unlovable. He healed the broken. He, you know, took away sickness and, and chose to, you know, surround himself with people that looked nothing like him or anything that, you know, society was willing to say was good. And he, and, and those were his people. Those were his disciples. Those were the, the, his followers. And so, you know, I just think it's a beautiful kind of almost a biblical story in the sense. Um, but it's just an opportunity for people to make an impact on others and for others to be impacted for, 
for good, you know? Okay. Yeah. So in this That's time incredible. of COVID-19, I, I can't think of a better resource than heart support. If, if you've never heard of <laughs> yeah. heart support or if you're interested in checking it out, please go to heartsupport.com um, or follow them on Instagram at heart support. Um, if you're looking for that, that friend, you know, that we were talking about earlier, if you're looking for somebody to give you advice or just, just to be there for you, especially in this time of isolation, it's a very difficult time for a lot of people. And before these churches were doing live streams and figuring out how to go virtual, heart support has been doing this, man. They churches should be consulting heart support on how to actually be a church and be almost solely online uh, and and do it Mm -hmm. effectively, professionally. Um, So if you're looking for someone like that or if you're looking to give uh, heart support is a worthwhile cause who's doing a lot of good. So. Thank you so for much, sure. Jake, for being on the show. It's been a blast. Uh, we we have a group of uh, really helpful friends and donors. We call them the inner circle, and they're they're helping to just like help us uh, make this happen just a little bit. Like, hey, we need a microphone. Okay, thanks for the mm. two hundred bucks. You know, or hey, we're going to awesome. do this drumming event to help this little grout with cancer. And so we like to awesome. give back. So a couple of them have questions, and if you could just rapid fire them off, that'd be sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. let's go, man. And by the way, if this podcast, if people choose to listen to it and they like it, we should do another one. I mean, who knows how long this, you know, um, quarantine thing is going to last. And I, I, I love what you guys are doing, and I'd love to, to be back at some point in the future. Awesome. For we'd sure. Love, we'd love to have you. I'm sure the response to this will be... Um, just it, one of the this, best is, yet. <laughs> this is just such a meaningful conversation to me. Mm-hmm. And typically that's the litmus test. If it, if I feel like I've gotten something out of it, I know other people will. So like I said, thank you for, I know we've been doing a lot of press, so thanks for doing yet another one. I hope that this is a yeah. little bit different than the, the usual. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll make yeah, time thanks, for this man. one. You, yeah. <laughs> you, you took a lot of time out. I was expecting like 30 minutes and it's been like double that. So I appreciate it. It's yeah. been great. No problem. No problem. So, uh, so I'll rapid fire these questions off to you from the inner circle, uh, group. Um, and, uh, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll let you go. <laughs> um, uh, so our first one is from Logan care. He asks, uh, what's your favorite song lyrically and what's your favorite song instrumentally on guardians and why? Hmm. Oh boy. Um, my favorite song lyrically on guardians is probably lighthouse. Um, that song just means a lot to me. It's very emotional. I really felt that song. And I think that you can hear that in the vocals a lot. Um, and then yeah, you killed that song. Absolutely thanks, killed it. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and then probably, Musically, it would be a tie between Three Fountains. I really love just the structure of that song. I think it flows really well. I think it embodies a lot of different dynamics of the band. Um, it really gives the time for the instrumentation to shine. And, you know, in the middle of the song, really love the breakdown. That's um, about, I don't know, a third in. in. And um, and then I, w- I love Blood Letter simply because it's just something we've never really tapped into um but i've always had kind of in the band and it's just such an aggressive heavy song uh i think it speaks a lot just in the intensity and aggression Hmm. that's awesome great great answers 
Uh, and then Nick Abbott asks, um, this isn't music or God related, but, uh, he wants to know what brought you to airsofting and what gear you have. <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I love well, Nick. I don't know that we could rapid fire the, the gear. Um, but my, <laughs> my primary, uh, rifle is a, um, Vega force company, uh, 416A5. It's basically like a, uh, kind of like a AR-15, Mm-hmm. Uh, assault rifle type. Um, I really love playing as a um, as a medic. I enjoy running out there and and trying to revive uh, my teammates. I love doing team lead stuff. It's just um, mm-hmm. there's a lot of strategy involved and there's a lot of community involved. And I think that initially, you know, I was going past four years of my life. I've really invited God to um, help me overcome fear and. Um, again, get out of my comfortability. So I, I did a lot of crazy stuff. I started playing hockey, which is a very physical sport. I never played hockey in my life. Um, I picked up airsoft. That's not fun getting shot by BBs, uh, but it's <laughs> a great time. Um, and then I, you know, I chose to get myself a, a sports bike that is really built for the track, but I ride it around on the streets. And um, so I was really trying to like broaden my horizons and live my life and do things that, you know, had I not tried them, I would have never done them because of my fear of them or my mm-hmm. anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if I could be honest, all of those things have community around them. You see riders, they, they wave to each other. Uh, they talk about their bikes, they go ride together. Um, hockey. I mean, mm-hmm. the best community I've had in my life outside of, you know, the band and my friends is the locker room and airsoft. I mm-hmm. mean, these guys, we wake up at like five thirty six in the morning. We go out to the field. We're out there till like three or four. There's events where you go out for 40 hours. You don't even go back to your, your truck or your car. You, wow. you, you camp out there. You're getting shot out, shot at, you know, in, <laughs> in the middle of the night and you're hiking around and um, so there's a, like a brotherhood there. A lot of ex-military uh, play airsoft as well because it's it's kind of a, a good therapeutic thing for them, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it kind of helps them in either like a life transitioning situation or maybe they miss it. Maybe they miss the camaraderie and the brotherhood. And so there's a lot of community surrounded by all of those things that I really enjoy. And I think that honestly it was God just saying, hey, let's overcome your fear and 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 bring you some family along along the ride hmm yeah that's great well you answered a couple of these questions just with that answer uh, <laughs> asked what got you into writing I'm a, I'm i can tell you like airsoft right now this that was yeah. such a well-rounded answer i feel like we need to like get that company on for a sponsorship just for this episode yeah can i play airsoft now uh, <laughs> you should when you release this podcast uh, you should say brought to you by vega force company that would be we totally will we totally will <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. So I'll just, I'll throw out a few more questions and and then we'll wrap it. But, um, Greg Rennick wanted to know what the last thing you feel right before the first song starts live. Ooh, Mm. Greg. Um, you know, I think, uh, I feel excited. Um, there's like this anxious excitement because it's like, I'm about to go, you know, do one of the most, emotional, um, energetic, you know, I mean, it literally like, it's crazy how God speaks to me on stage and how, 
even my own lyrics that I'm screaming speak mm-hmm. to me in in mm-hmm. ways that I'm you know that maybe I dealt with something earlier in that day and and man I'm up mm. there and I'm I'm crying or I'm screaming and I'm you know there's so so much emotion going on so it's like I get anxious because I know that something special is going to happen um mm. with me for me yeah. not just for the crowd um and then you know obviously the other side of that is that it's my job and I want to I want to do mm. well and you know I'm I'm a very performance based person so I I want to perform to the highest that I can and um and so I take it you know I get a little anxious cuz I'm like okay man you mm-hmm. go out there and you know blow them out of the water and that cuz that's your job yeah mhm exactly that's awesome yeah that's a great yeah, answer yeah that's great that is good um I'm going to keep it going as much as I yeah. want to go deeper into that um <laughs> Brantley Weatherford asked um if you've been working on any books since Mountains, and Joel Foster also asked, uh, he said he got himself a copy of Mountains and wanted to know if there's any advice on how the best way to read or approach it would be. Oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Well, first, thanks for picking up a copy. Uh, I'll answer the first question. There have been thoughts of writing another book, but um, just due to everything else that's going on in my life, um, I kind of had to put that a little bit on the... Uh oh, the back burner. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. So, but I, you know, good. I, I kind of dabble with that a little bit here and there. Um, but yeah. the best way to <laughs> approach mountains is, you know, you got to put first off, you got to put your religiosity aside. Anything, mm-hmm. you know, you know, because there's some harsh language. There's definitely some very raw moments um, and honest. I tried to be as transparent mm-hmm. as I could. Um, because I want you to feel like you're having a conversation with me and I'm just a storyteller and I'm, and I'm a buddy of yours. Right. But, but there's the questions at the end of every, you know, devotion. And those questions are there with good intent, which is to have the, the reader journal and answer some of those questions. Some of the ways that God can engage us or just even, you know, for people who aren't, uh, of faith, like, for you to just self-reflect and, and hear from your own heart is to respond to these questions um, and and dig a little deeper. And then to see them on paper uh, is really, really helpful. And you have no idea where that's going to lead you because mm-hmm. you, you might end up, you know, responding to one of those questions, go, man, this is really a, a wound in my heart that I've been carrying on for years. Like I need to, I need to get rid of this. I need to be healed of this. Um, and or or maybe man like i never thought i really had that kind of issue going on in my life but this seems to resonate with me so really what those questions are there for is for you to recognize maybe a mountain in your own life that you need to climb and overcome mm. Mm. that's great that's awesome so i've got uh, i've got one more that i'll squeeze in uh, there's a few other questions that uh that are are good but we'll I'll wrap it up here. Uh, Jeffrey Dean asked, uh, he wants to know how you got so into hockey. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Dude, uh, so, watching, man, watching Jake play hockey is just freaking awesome. <laughs> like, Jake, can I just say the way you raise your one leg as you're skating? Just, I, I feel like I'm looking at an NHL player skating. I, to have, like, <laughs> moments, I'm like, wait, is that Jake or is that... 
Wait. Yeah, that's Jake. Okay. <laughs> he just fell. But but then Is he got a million US Devez on my dust. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. You didn't you didn't finish the story, Matt. I lift that one leg up and I skate about, you know, three feet and I fall well, on my ass. Well but. no, no, I did say that. I did say that. I said, Wait, is that is that H wait, you just Okay, it's Jake. He just fell, but then it gets back up, and <laughs> it's it's incredible, it's, man. And you got my brother Jesse into it, and um, yeah. it's just a He's it's a, a lifestyle. Shot. It is. I love hockey. I yeah. played growing up too. It's amazing. It's it really, great. It really is, man. And then you watch, you know, then you watch the NHLers, man. You go, oh my gosh, like how, mm-hmm. like how the yeah. heck does he even skate that fast? Yeah. But you know, the again, like that was one of the first things that I picked up when I was, you know, going through this process of, you know, overcoming fears and trying to live my life. And so, um, my buddy Isaac, who I consider a brother of mine when I was younger, kind of taught me about, you know, hockey and the rules and mm. all that kind of stuff. And he was a Bruins, a diehard and still mm. is a diehard Boston Bruins fan. And so he's like, you got to be a Bruins fan. It's mm. like, okay. Um, so, you know, kind of got in, into it that way. And then my buddy Ian, um, plays, at um you know beer league hockey a rec league beer league hockey means it's just a hockey rec league for other people who don't play professionally or for like a yeah. college or school um it's just for us to get together and and have fun um he was playing and I was like I remember the day it was it was a Thursday and I'm at his house late night and we're talking I'm like man it's so cool you play hockey he's like well you're home for 2 months like why don't you sign up? And I'm like, dude, I don't even know how to skate. He's like, just, just go out there, man. I said, well, when, when is, when, when, when do I sign up? He goes this Sunday. I'm like, Oh my (laughs) gosh, Ian, like, how am I supposed to do that? So the next day, Friday, I go to played against sports and I tell the guys, I say, look, I need all the hockey gear that I need to play hockey. Just put it in a bag. I'll throw you down the plastic and get out of here. So I get all my gear on Friday. Then Saturday, um, an ice rink had like a, a one-hour skate. So I skated, or two hours. I skated one way, you know, clockwise for an hour, and then I stopped, and then I skated mm. counterclockwise for an hour, and that was it. And then Sunday, I show up with my gear, I get out there, and the rest is history, man. And I love the sport. I love the community. Mm. Um, I've made a lot of great friendships uh, through it, and, and it's just a good it's great cardio too. If you're trying to get some cardio in your life, you know, Hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. Great. It's awesome. Okay. So thank you, Jake, so much for coming on the show. This was an incredibly meaningful conversation that I will always remember. Um, if you enjoyed this, please, uh, please give us a review. Uh, it does actually help us and helps get the word out about us. Um, check out at heart support on Instagram and HeartSupport.com. Um, such a great resource. And you just heard from Jake who is behind it. So thank you for listening. Thank you, Jake, for joining us. We had a blast. Yeah, man. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Talk and, soon. And check out his uh, his review videos or his reaction videos. <laughs> yeah. Don't want to miss out on those. <laughs> yeah, you need to <laughs> yeah. see those, man. They're incredible. All right. Thanks, Jake. Love you, brother. <laughs> Love you too, bro. Take thanks, care, dude. boys. See ya.
Okay, so we hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we had such a good time with Jake, and we're very appreciative of him coming on our show and spending so much time with us and being so transparent with us. It was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. Yeah, it really was. I uh, um, I had a great time and uh, really benefited from that conversation. Um, you know, things that I have been chewing on. I mean, we recorded the interview, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, but I've been chewing on some of the meat mm-hmm. of this conversation um, since then. Um, so if that doesn't speak to the value, I don't I don't know what does. It's yeah. not often that you have conversations like that where you're still thinking about it <laughs> a couple weeks later, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and you know what's funny, dude? Special. When we talked about getting Jake on here, I, I think you remember it was probably like, my response was probably like, well... I think so. He's really busy. But in the back of my head, I was thinking, dude, he loves drummers. And <laughs> yeah. of course he loves God, but he loves yeah, drummers. Yeah. So I know he's going to yeah. do this. So as soon as I asked him to do it, he was like, yeah, man, that would be really like, yeah, like you, like you guys want me to have it. Wait, you want. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, for sure, man. I'm on. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember funny. when I was first signed to Truth Drums uh, they would send me like a shirt or a hat or something. And I remember him one time he's like, dude, you think maybe I can get one of those truth drum shirts. I was like, yeah. So then I, I talked to Tim, who was my rep about it. He's like, dude, of course, like your singer wants one. He's like, yeah. And he he'll probably wear it on stage tonight in Portland. So like he got awesome. the shirt. I think he wore it like most of the shows on the tour, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Secretly. Yeah. I think he always <laughs> wanted to be a drummer. So yeah, that's funny. Well, he does. Uh, he he kind of got to some of those uh, the symbol mutes during during the shows, right? He was he gets in he gets into it, right? Yeah, yeah. I love that. That's funny. You'll be like doing all this rehearsing for a tour and have everything tight, and your family or friends come to see you, and they talk about nothing that you played. They only mm-hmm. talk about the fact that Jake came back and was so tight with his symbol mutes. I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. good job, Jake. Nice, yeah, <laughs> nice work. <laughs> That's the the one thing people care about. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing that a lot of people probably don't realize, and I mean, all the people listening to this, if you're if you're a drummer, you probably realize it. But there's a lot of rhythm involved with being a vocalist. Yeah. Um, Especially with your style. I mean, Jake has to know all of those time signatures in order to scream over them the right way. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, He can he can memorize a song, sure, but like. There's a lot more to it, um, and I've always had issues backing up singers who didn't have like this internal rhythm, you know. So Jake has that rhythm, which is probably why he appreciates drums because yeah. he understands it. That's true. You know, he, That's he a great point. It. He's always been good with it. There's uh, the first time that he came to rehearse, though. He rehearsed for a song called "Your Little Suburbia Is in Ruins," and it's a really tough mm-hmm. beginning. It's like. It's it's in some eighth mm-hmm. note signature. I think whatever it doesn't matter seven eight or something. But he mm-hmm. he really struggled with it, and I know that it was like deeply personal to him because, like you said, he's really good with this stuff. But he yeah. really did struggle with that part, and it's it's a part that like JV will bring up. Be like, dude, remember when you like couldn't <laughs> screen the beginning of that? And Jake will be like, dude, I still can't. Are you kidding? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah. So. Thanks, yeah. Thanks a lot, Jake, for coming on the show. It was a blast. Um, yeah, thanks. And Jake. We really hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. It was great. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah. So I guess before we wrap, um, I want to shout out uh, a few new uh, Patreon members, um, members of our inner circle. 
Um, which by the way, I just, I can't say enough how much I love this community group. It is like really uh, a flourishing community group. Like you guys are incredible. The conversations that are being had and, and, uh, you know, uh, I think we said it on, on a couple of the minisodes or the pre-roll or something, but like, um, uh, we have, uh, one person on there, her name's Chelsea and she's been putting together prompts every day for like, you know, your favorite, uh, song for for this or, or that and it's just it's been incredible yeah it's been so much fun um i just and sent, it's really good getting to know you all too i just so. sent her her um i think she won the hat the august Prince red hat yes yeah i just sent that out a couple days ago so chelsea you'll be getting that soon <laughs> nice and nice. uh nick you'll yeah. be getting your hoodie and logan i think won the splash symbol so it's yes. it's all in the mail yeah. actually by the time you hear this you'll, you'll be wearing it, it. <laughs> Yeah. Except Logan, you won't be wearing your splash. Yeah. You'll be hitting it. I mean, hopefully. you can if you want to. Which is a little weird, but. <laughs> but yeah, if you guys are interested in learning more, I know we talked about it a little bit at the beginning of this episode, but um, uh, it's patreon.com slash holyghostnotes. Um, we've got a bunch of cool um, incentives um, in each tier. Um, and uh, really what you're doing is, is supporting this podcast, helping us uh, – grow and, and do new things and uh the next big thing is just having adam on here giving lessons to people um so that's that's really exciting Absolutely. but let's uh, let's give some shout outs um so uh big shout out to uh jim heron uh, james rodriguez and ryan holmes um thank you guys for your support welcome to the inner circle and uh really looking forward to to getting to know you guys more we had a a couple awesome um zoom calls with you guys uh this month and um it's just been yeah super cool getting to know you and just having laid back conversations and you know no pressure but at the same time it's it's seeing the conversations that we're having on these episodes continued in a way um which is you know more than i ever dreamed (laughs) when we set out to do this absolutely uh this podcast so um, so thank you guys. Oh, should we mention too, um, some of the upcoming topics we're going to be hitting on. We've had a lot of guest appearances, but we are going to get back mm-hmm. to the drawing board as far as what we started off doing. So, um, some of the faith topics you were throwing around. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find them. <laughs> uh, I can remember um, some offhand. We're, okay. we're going to be talking about porn Mm-hmm. The addiction, um, one. the uh, objectification as a result of it, um, the effects of it, just in mm-hmm. in general, the the struggle, you know, just the overall yeah. struggle, um, and and what it will do to your life and to and in your relationships. Uh, yeah. We're also going to be hitting on, um, as far as drumming, we were going to hit on um, polyrhythms, I believe, and also studio setup. Yeah, phrasing, um, and yeah, the studio setup, mic, miking up drums, and building a studio. Um, mine's built a little bit more for for sound uh, dampening, um, whereas Matt's is is built a little bit more for for the look of it. Thanks um, a lot, Tim. So there's all yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yours looks way cooler than mine. So <laughs> no. But you can't you can't smooth that over, dude. Seriously, this is just foam all over the wall. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, um, it's <laughs> real foamy. Mine's real barn yeah, boardy. Yeah, it's real foamy. 
I like it though. I like that shiplap look. Thank you. But uh, but yeah, there's all you know. There's all different reasons why you would be building a studio. Um, my in my case, it's because I have neighbors and I don't want to disturb them. Um, and I also want to, you know, do session work from my home. Um, and and Matt's recording lesson videos and 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 drum playthroughs, and he's doing a lot of video content. And so, um, with that comes different types of mics. Uh, different types of interfaces, different type of room setup. So at some point we'll we'll hit on that. Um, and uh, yeah, I had a couple other faith topics I want to go over. Identity at some point. I feel like that's a really big thing um, in this world right now. And then another one that I don't know if I've told you, Matt, but um, the the, uh, the topic of what are you missing out on? Um, specifically hitting on um, Mary and Martha when Jesus comes to visit them, and Martha is too busy preparing the meal mm. and, and stuff to actually sit there, even though it's not a bad thing that she's doing, she's missing out on mm. this time and this, uh, you know, so anyway, we've got some good stuff for you. We've been, we've been brainstorming and, and Matt and I've had some separate conversations about what we'd like to, uh, talk about with you guys. So, um, so good stuff coming. Absolutely. Um, so if you, uh, yeah, if you haven't uh, followed us on Instagram or Facebook, um, definitely do that so you can stay in the loop. Um, we're pretty much just posting stuff on there. We also now have a YouTube channel um, where we'll be posting full videos of these episodes. Um, so if you want to tune in and, and uh, see firsthand the strange faces that we make while we're talking into microphones, <laughs> um, you can go check that out. YouTube. I don't actually have a URL for that, but I'm sure you can find it by searching Holy Ghost Notes. So, uh, yeah, other than that, use the hashtag Holy Ghost Notes on your drum videos. We post grooves every week, uh, or repost grooves. Um, you guys have had some awesome stuff. Um, I have a whole library of videos saved on my phone right now that I'll be posting over the next uh, couple months, so use that hashtag. And, um, what else do I normally say? Email us, Matt and Tim at theholyghostnotes.com or yep. shoot us a DM on Instagram. We'd love to hear what you have to say about this episode. Let us know. And also send Jake feedback as well. He'd love to hear from you. If yes. you have any questions yeah. um, or just thoughts about his episode, hit him up. Yeah, definitely. All right. Cool. cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, it was our pleasure as per usual. And um, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Yeah. Peace. Peace. Peace.